Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs, If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame starting May 7th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here with an episode from the Brain Stuff Archives. This one discusses the long and fascinating history of a common drink from temperance to the plague, lemonade. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Water, sugar, and lemon juice. The recipe for lemonade hasn't changed much in more than a thousand years. Tart or sweet, pink or yellow, clear, cloudy, or carbonated— For as long as life has been handing out lemons, people the world over, from ancient Egyptians to Beyonce, have been making lemonade. The exact origin of the lemon itself has not been easy to ascertain, but new research has clarified its lineage as a sour orange and citron hybrid. A February 2018 study in the science journal Nature reveals that the discovery of fossilized leaves in the Yunnan province of China proves citrus has been around since the late Miocene epoch, some 8 million years ago. The earliest record of the precursor to lemonade hails from the Mediterranean coast of medieval Egypt. Kashkab was made from fermented barley combined with mint, rue, black pepper, and citron leaf. 
And the medieval Jewish community in Cairo consumed, traded, and exported bottles of a sugary lemon juice concoction called Gatarmazat through the 13th century. While the citron, which is like a lemon but larger, with a super thick rind and not much pulp or juice, was likely known by the ancient Jews and throughout the Mediterranean before the Common Era, there's no proof that lemons were around in pre-Islamic times. The mosaics of Rome and frescoes of Pompeii depict images of citrus fruits resembling lemons and oranges, but there's no paleobotanical or written evidence that they existed there. The earliest written reference to the lemon tree is in a 10th century Arabic book on farming. And in the late 12th century, the personal physician to the Muslim leader Saladin wrote a treatise on the lemon, bringing it to the attention of a wider Mediterranean audience. Flash forward to 17th century Europe. Lemonade debuted in Paris on August 20th, 1630. Made of sparkling water, lemon juice, and honey, vendors sold it from tanks strapped to their backs. While popular across Europe, lemonade became so fashionable in Paris that in 1676, the vendors incorporated and formed a union called the Compagnie de Lemonadiers. The lemonade craze even helped Paris fend off the plague, as we talked about in a former episode. Britain's contribution to the lemonade craze came by way of chemist Joseph Priestley, who invented an apparatus for making carbonated water. By the 1780s, Johann Schwepp, a German-Swiss jeweler, had developed a new method of carbonation using a compression pump that made mass production more efficient. By the 1830s, Schwepp's fizzy lemonade was readily available around Europe. By the 18th century, lemonade had made its way to America, along with waves of European immigrants. During the Victorian era, the women's temperance movement pushed lemonade as an alternative to alcohol. One sun-kissed slogan of the day read, Goodbye to liquor, here's to lemonade. From 1877 to 1881, the White House banned alcohol from all state dinners and other functions. Although President Rutherford B. Hayes made the decision himself as a way to court the Prohibition Party, critics of the ban dubbed his wife Lucy, a renowned teetotaler, Lemonade Lucy, and the moniker stuck. And the circus has a starring role in Lemonade's long history— By the 19th century, both ice and the traveling circus had hit the scene, and both were taking off. The first known mention linking pink lemonade to the circus comes from West Virginia's Wheeling Register in 1879. Circus lore has many tales of how its lemonade turned pink, but historians find two of them the most viable. In one, a concession worker invents pink lemonade when he accidentally drops red-colored cinnamon candies into a vat of regular lemonade. In proverbial, the show must go on style, he serves the lemonade anyway, and the people lap it up. In the other story, a harried concession worker in need of water to make a fresh batch of lemonade for an impatient line of thirsty customers grabs the first liquid he sees, and it turns out to be a tub of wash water in which a performer has just wrung out her dirty pink tights. He uses it to make his new and improved strawberry lemonade, and the crowd goes wild. Story has it that from then on, sales doubled, and henceforth, no top-notch circus was ever without pink lemonade. Meanwhile, the ubiquitous advice to make lemonade out of adversity probably became famous thanks to a phrase borrowed by Albert Hubbard in 1915 for the obituary of an actor, writer, and humorist, Marshall Pickney Wilder. Wilder, known for his brilliant stand-up routines, was a world-famous, much-beloved household name during a time when jobs for people like him could only be found in circus sideshows. Standing three feet five inches tall, that's a little over a meter, with a severe spinal deformity, he refused to stigmatize others or be stigmatized. Fate handed me a lemon, he said, but I have made lemonade of it. 
Today's episode is based on the article, The Fascinating History of Lemonade, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Carrie Tatro. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dr. Maya Shunker, and I'm a scientist who studies human behavior. Many of us have experienced a moment in our lives that changes everything, that instantly divides our life into a before and an after. On my podcast, A Slight Change of Plans, I talk to people about navigating these moments. Their stories are full of candor and hard-won wisdom. And you'll hear from scientists who teach us how we can be more resilient in the face of change. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.